we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Envy, Yee, and Charlemagne. Everybody that's anybody comes to the Breakfast Club. You know, you give voice to people that would be voiceless. Right now, your show has the pulse of the culture. Yeah. Everyone smells rich <laughs> and successful. Where y'all at now? Can't nobody tell y'all. Non-stop entertainment. The Breakfast Club. Wake, wake, your, wake your punk ass up. Wake your punk ass up. Good morning, USA! Yo, 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlamagne the God. Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Pump day. Had to think about it. Well, had to think about it for a second. I couldn't remember what day it was. I'm like, is it Tuesday? Is it Wednesday? It's Wednesday. Yeah. So uh, I was uh, up. driving into work this morning. Okay. And I was behind you. All right. And your head was nodding so crazy. What were you listening to this morning? This morning, uh, I was listening to a combination of uh, 
What was I listening to? I listened to A Ball and MJG, um, Don't Make Me, and uh, You Don't Want Drum. I was going through the title playlist of uh, uh, uh-huh. UGK and A Ball and MJG. Yeah, and I think pa- I think I threw on some Pastor Troy this morning, dropping the clues bombs with Pastor Troy. Might have put on some Lil John. Right, a couple blocks away. Your head was nodding so hard. I'm like, what the hell is he hey, listening man, to? Hey man, I was born in 1978. I have a I have a palate <laughs> for certain music. Okay, His head was going. I'm, I, said, I was born in 1978 in the okay. great state of South Carolina. Okay, right. Charleston, Monk's Corner. Okay, so I have a palate mm-hmm. for certain music. Okay, you hear me? All right. Just curious, right. just curious this morning, that was it. I didn't get on my gospel this morning. I didn't throw on Regina Bell, God is Good. One of my favorite records of all time, and if you see me nodding my head crazy and crying, it's probably mm. a You Don't Know from Black Men United. Mm. Remember that song? Mm-mm. Y'all don't remember Black Men United? You How's don't know? Oh, man, it had, every, it had all the great, I mean, they're still great, but at the time, like all of the big, prominent black R&B singers, Tevin cool. Campbell How's was on there. You will know. Is it called You, you Don't Know or You Will Know? know. No, you will know. You will know. <laughs> you will okay. know. All right. You All right. will know. And there's oh, the, how was your day yesterday? You will know. Uh, okay. My day was very interesting yesterday. What'd you do yesterday? Uh, I don't know if I could say it here. Well, I, w- I filmed the episode of Lip Service, but it was a really interesting one. It's it different. Uh, this guy, Sir Marvelous, he's a male dominatrix, and he had a, his sub with him. Oh. But at one point we had to duck out of the way. Duck out, okay. I don't want to from gospel music and uplifting music like you will know the dominatrix <laughs> oh, squirting. Okay, all right. I didn't even say that. Well, well, that's what you were talking about. Dodge. That's what you was talking about. It was either that or man milk. You was dodging one of them. No, he's a way of squirting. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You, you didn't go to sex ed class, but they didn't teach us. They didn't. That. Yeah, yeah no, they no, definitely we, didn't teach us that in sex no. ed. Well, they taught us about. Up to you know, it's so crazy. I'm, I'm quick to say squirting, but Paul to say ejaculation. Right? And that's the technical term. That's the technical term. Good morning. How's breakfast, okay. y'all? <laughs> we went from gospel to squirting to we got a guest joining us oh, this morning. Oh, man. We have more than a guest, man. We have El Presidente, okay? Big CEO energy coming from Dr. Tanya Matthews. She is the uh, president and CEO of the soon to be open International African American Museum in the 843 Charleston, South Carolina, man. She'll be joining us this morning to tell us. When the grand opening is of the International African American Museum and uh and a whole bunch of other things yeah, about the museum, all about the museum. This oh, morning. I love it, man! It's a passion project, man. I, I'm I'm I just I'm I love what uh what is being built in Charleston, South Carolina on Gatton's Wharf, man. The right. International African American Museum. So we're gonna talk to her next hour. So let's get the show cracking. Front page news. What are we talking about? Well, let's talk about a woman who was pregnant and told officers that she was pregnant prior to them shooting her multiple times. What? Yeah, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Don't forget your daily bread, all right? That's courtesy of U.S. Bank. We'll get there together every morning. Uh, we're going to be giving away $1,000 to somebody, all right? We'll give you more details in a little bit, but keep a lot because you could be winning $1,000, all right? Now, let's get in some front page news. Where we starting, Yeezy? All right, well, let's start in Kansas City, Missouri. An unarmed black woman who told officers that she was pregnant was shot multiple times, according to a witness. Her name is Leona Hill. She had her hands up in the air moments before officers shot her in the parking lot of a family dollar store. This all happened on Friday night. Now, a woman who was identified as Shadanja told the Kansas City Star that uh, she was there at the store with her three kids. And she witnessed what happened. Here's what she said went down. 
Why they shot her, y'all? They got her handcuffed. I've never seen. I'm from I'm from Louisiana. I'm from Arkansas, but I I stopped here to get some gas, y'all, and to get some ice cream for my kids, y'all. And my son just watched this. My one year old son just watched this. My ten year old son just watched this, and my thirteen year old son just watched this happen. The man ran. She was finna cooperate. She got scared. She ran down there. They shot her. One, two, three, four. My son got it on his phone too. They got her handcuffs while she shot God. I'm a medical assistant, God. That ain't right. I'm a medical assistant, God. That ain't right. Now, a man exited the vehicle, fled on foot. He was apprehended. He has not been identified. But they said uh, the woman, Leona Hill, exited the vehicle and fled into the parking lot. She also told officers that uh, she was pregnant when they told her to get on the ground. She did not have a weapon. She did tell the officers that there was a weapon inside of the vehicle. And apparently she was backing up. And that's when officers uh, shot her. Here is what Shadanja had to say. And I said, oh my God, they shot her, oh my God. And I was like, what am I supposed to do? I said, like, get my phone. Like, within a couple of seconds, I hear, get down, get down, get down. He decided to flee. He jumps over the fence, he, he gone. She gets out, she does just like this. She's doing this the whole time, like, and moving around like that, like not on a 360, but at least a 180 to say, I'm not a threat to you. Instead of you seeing that she's okay to hold her and console her after what happened, you, put, you turn her over and put her in handcuffs. <clears throat> All right, so this is all, by the way, captured on cell phone video and has been uh, posted on social media. They did say that she is in stable condition. Um, oh, she didn't die? No, uh, she didn't die. Oh, thank God. How's the baby? Thank God. What did they say? We don't know. They, As a matter of fact, it's not even clear whether or not she's pregnant. Officers are saying that they don't know that she, that has not been confirmed. And, but that, whether she's pregnant or not, shouldn't even be the issue. Why, why once again, are you shooting an unarmed person who was surrendering? Mm-hmm. Like that's 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 the issue. I mean, and listen, America absolutely positively does not have uh, have the bandwidth for all of this trauma. I mean, w- you know, one week is black people in Buffalo, then Asians in California, then kids in Texas. You know, now an alleged pregnant woman. So you know, when y'all having these conversations about gun control, shouldn't that apply to police too? Because where's the mental evaluation for a guy that guns down a, a, a unarmed, allegedly pregnant woman? Right, and if, if somebody's unarmed, they have their hands up in the air. And they're telling you that they're pregnant. I mean, just being unarmed and having your hands up in the air is enough reason. That's that enough. You don't like, have what's the where's the threat? Anybody. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, where's the threat? Like, she said there was a weapon in the car. Like, where's the threat for them to 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 use that kind of force? All right. Well, we'll keep you updated on this again. This happened on Friday in the parking lot of a Family Dollar in Kansas City, Missouri, mm-hmm. and that's all after officers got a report about an uh, about an armed carjacking. So we'll keep you updated on what happens with Leona Hill. I mean, something like this should, you know, have the country upside down, but it happens so much that it's damn near normalized. And with everything else going on in the world, people don't have the energy. They don't have the energy for that one, sadly. Well, that is your front page news. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open again. 800-585-1051 is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. 
Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews 
with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning, Peace and Blessings. Good morning. How you doing? Peace, Sean Stone. Sean How Stone. are you, sir? <laughs> hey, hey, good morning, guys. I just want to say uh, happy belated birthday to my son, man. He just turned eight years old. Daddy loves you. The whole universe knows that I love you and I care for you, buddy. And also, uh, I want to talk about that lady getting shot, man. Mm-hmm. I guess that she's black, right? Yes, she's black. Oh, man. It's so sensitive right now in America, man. Last week, Charlamagne was saying that he's spiritually drained. Charlamagne, what's the last time you went to church, buddy? Why I got to go to church? You, you, the answer the answer is not in the church. I do spiritual practices all the time. I'm not knocking you if you do go to church, but there's more no, than one no, way to I get connected to, to God. I wanted to invite you to this church that's in uh, Ridgewood, uh, that's in uh, Jersey. You know, and I just wanted y'all to come out and come, you know, get some spiritual wealth. I get. I, I, I'm not. I'm not against it, but I get that every day, my brother. Okay, that's good. And oh, oh, uh, shout out to Blind Beauty and um, Beauty Trash. Oh what gosh. booty? Who booty? Uh, you were just talking about spiritual booty. wellness oh, you and said going bl- to church. Oh, you said blind beauty and what booty? And ocean booty, Trav. Ocean, ocean booty. booty? What's ocean yeah, booty? you know it's wide. He's wide. Oh, oh got, you, got you, got you, got you. Sir, you just came on here or with this positivity. Like ocean booty, like the booty always get wet. And, no, know. no, it means that it's deep, like it's wide. It's oh, how like you know, how you know about his booty so much, though, Sean? I'm just saying he always on the phone. He always calls. Hey, I'm gonna tell you club. something, Sean. That ain't no diss. You, you can't call up here and tell that man him and his wide booty. <laughs> that ain't that booty. ain't no diss, bro. Him and his deep booty. I, I sound don't like even care. Sean Stone, what about the positivity <laughs> you just were talking about? Him and his deep booty. Positivity, him and his wet booty. F him and his old cute wet booty. His old cute wide booty. His thick ass booty. <laughs> and, him, and him saying that I'm not a handsome guy is okay to me. I don't want him to find me handsome. But oh, I you really hurt. think Trav like me, man. You are, I that think you like him. I, I think y'all flirting with each other the way you call up nah, here this morning. Not, right, talk about his booty. F you and, F you and your old deep booty, man. <laughs> your old wet booty. Old cute ass deep booty. <laughs> I don't want to touch you. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Yo, Chaz, uh, take us on Bluetooth, brother. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, um, I appreciate all y'all do. Y'all yeah, did a story yesterday on T.I. and it was on social media, or his son, I'm sorry, uh, in a verbal altercation with... At uh, Waffle House? Cooking. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T.I. Uh, made a statement that he didn't understand why his son was arguing with a line cook. Why did it matter that he was a line cook? Why are you downgrading that man's hustle? Like, uh, that, it, it was just, it made no sense. Like, he was trying to talk down on the man for being a line cook when you need to check your son and, and you know, his attitude. Cause he sounded uneducated with, you know, what he was saying. But that's why I said you got to show respect to the short order cook or the CEO. It doesn't matter. Everybody gets respect. You know what I mean? If, if one Anybody of the... Everybody and everybody. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, if they disrespect you, then you know you return that energy if you choose to. But, you know, everybody should get respect. Mm-hmm. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Good boy, Joe from New Haven. Hey, Joe, get it off your chest, brother. Hey, listen, I got two things, man. First of all, good morning to y'all. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, okay. And uh, second, first first of all, I want to give a shout-out to all the good fathers out there that um, that's doing for their kids and still get treated like they're the worst guys in the world. Oh man, what happened, brother? Nah, you know it just uh, you know since day one, since my son was born, I've been there. You know what I'm saying? And I get treated like I'm the bad guy. Oh man, you know I'm like I, I just don't understand. But the ones that do, that don't do for their children, the baby mothers want to be with them. You know what I'm saying? They want to they still want to have their kids in their life. I'm like, man, I'm just. I'm just trying to be there for my youngin' and, you know, just want to make sure everything is all right. And I still get treated like I'm a stepchild. Yeah, well, it ain't about it ain't about her. It's about the way you treat your son. So you shouldn't even worry about how, how she how she looks at you. It's it's nah, I don't how you look how at your son. At me, but mm-hmm. when they bring the children into the, our problems, right? Then that becomes an issue. Oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But, but, uh, well, I hope know, things get better. Yeah, and keep being a great nah, dad, listen, brother. Laws, laws, my son knows was really good. I have no. Problem, Where you from? I'm from New Haven, Connecticut. Oh, bring your son to the car show. Where's that? I, how's your son? He's 16. Oh yeah, yeah, we doing one in Atlantic City. So bring him, bring him on me. It's a little bit of a drive for you, but bring him. It, it'll be on me. Come out and and, and spend a day with you with your son, with me and my kids, and and everybody and their kids. Man, I really appreciate that. I, mean, I really do. And uh, second thing is, I I done not call like like two months ago, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't ask. You know what I'm saying? If there's anything around, you know, in the office, y'all want to get rid of. In like two months, I ain't received a check. I ain't received a, a check. check. Received Wait, hold on. You want us to send you a check? Nah, 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 I ain't want, nah, listen. I don't want no check. I don't want no money at all. I'm you just said a money. check. Angelique nah, just cleaned up you know, up here, too. Just, just, just throwing that up out there, you know, just to be funny. But, you know, <laughs> like some earbuds or some, you know, some sign hat or whatnot. It's like I did. We got a bunch of stuff here. I just cleaned up. Man, I like I didn't say, you know, I done left my, my address and everything. I done called up like y'all owe me money. Now, hold on, hold on. We'll, we'll try to get you some stuff. Angelie just cleaned up a pair, so there's a lot of stuff <sighs> up there. I got something for him. Whoa. Hello, who's book. this? Hey, this is uh, Albert in Sacramento. What's up, Albert, Albert in Sacramento. What's happening, King? Get it off your chest, Albert. Hey, good morning, Breakfast Club. Hey, I'm really just trying to bring um, awareness to a little boy who was uh, viciously attacked by his neighbor's five pit bulls. And um, five pit bulls. That's yeah, terrible. man. I, I flew out to Oklahoma uh, to uh, have the parents on my podcast, and um, you could you could stream it wherever you listen to podcasts, man. Check it out on YouTube. It's called Hypocritical AF. Um, I sat down with his parents, Jose and Cassandra Rodriguez. The episode is called Baby JJ's Journey, and um, you know we just talk about everything in detail about what happened, how the parents are coping with it. Not just that, but. It's a family of seven, man. He has six other siblings. The parent, the, the father works two jobs, and um, yeah, I man, y'all really should just check it out. Damn, I, wait, sorry wait, wait, to hear that, bro. Was it their dogs or was it the neighbors' dogs? It was a neighbor's five pit bulls, and um, they got loose. The reason why, not, so it's so it's like a whole thing, bro. Like he's saying, like it was a the the little boy's fault, and the media is painting mm. it certain way. The, the local news was was uh, trying to paint the parents as a negative light. The DA was trying to hit him with child neglect charges. I don't want to give too much away from it, man, but like, just check out the, the podcast again. It's called Hypocritical AF. The episode is called Baby JJ's Journey. And as a parent, 
like envy and Charlemagne. I'm, I'm a I'm a parent too. It hits different, you know what I'm saying? But more so like on a human level, you don't even have to be a parent to, you know, feel bad about what happened. Mm-hmm. Damn, brother. Well, Damn, I'm, sending, okay. I'm sending baby JJ some healing energy, man. Absolutely. Lord have mercy. Yeah. Thank y'all. Check it out, man. Now, I don't know what happened in that case, but I always tell people if you do own a dog, a big dog especially, make sure that dog is 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 can't get out of his is whatever confinement it is, whether it's an electric fence, which I have on mine. I got a regular fence, an electric fence, and I just try to make sure that dog, because you just don't want that dog to get loose and, and attack a child. It's not your fault. You don't do it on purpose. But, you know, sometimes dogs crawl under fences or hop over fences. I mean, I, I know I've been chased by dogs many times growing up as a kid. Have you, Yee, been in Brooklyn? Have I been what? Chased by a dog. Uh, I've been bitten by a dog twice. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Me too. I got bit by a shit. A- Shit zitsu. What's it it's called? Shitsu. Oh my shih tzu. gosh. I got bit by a Doberman Pinscher. A no, Doberman? Yes. Where? But I'm a. Well, when I was young, my neighbors had a Doberman and they were like, um, you know, I would uh, climb over the gate to play in their yard and they were like, yeah, don't worry, the dog doesn't bite. As soon as I got over the gate, the dog <laughs> bit me and then I had to go get a tetanus shot. Yeah, I got bit by. What's that? The dog off the Wizard of Oz. That was a shih tzu, right? Toto? I don't know what Toto I got was. bit by Toto, but I earned it. And the reason I earned it because I was getting on my knees and barking at Toto and scaring him. So I was acting like a dog and making him back up in the corner. So he was back up in the corner and shiver. Soon as I turned around, boy, and he had a clean lane to right above my ass cheek, my right ass cheek. I still got the scar right now. He bit and just hung on. And he was hanging from me for at least 30, <laughs> felt like 30 seconds. Only, only, so I earned it. Only you a dog will bite you in the back. All right, but get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way? Yes, and let's talk about Omari Hardwick. He's talking about his career and the amount of money that he made and when he feels like he financially made it. And you'll be surprised how long it took. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... 
We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. All right. Well, Amari Hardwick was on the Pivot podcast and he was talking about uh, all the roles that he did and how power was really the time that he finally started to make some of the money that he deserved. Now, 50 Cent did have to loan him money while he was filming twice. And here's what he had to say. When was all good financially? When, when did you look financially? Just it, it, like I, I know you have more to do. Because I still haven't made what I, I should have made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro. I you still have never made the money. No, the money. I've never made what I should have made. But when when did you when did you sit back? You said like you said you talked to yourself and said I done made it. The world knows me, and my kids are never have to worry about nothing. After power. All the movies you did before that. I made five dollars. <laughs> I feel like there was the time 50 was talking about lending, lending people money. It came out that he lent you money and you were like, but I paid it back plus interest. I think he forever just really, really respects the out of me for that. We just not taught that in our community. Barely did we pay anybody back. I think, I think a lot of us uh, were in that situation where we worked a long time and got paid pittance. What is pittance? 
Yeah, Nothing. I don't know what that means. <laughs> this guy's is that a real word? Yeah. No, it's not a real word. Pittance. You meant pittance. It, 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 shut up, man. You yes, meant pittance. No, it's pittance. What the hell is pittance? Like Google. Nothing. Somebody Google, Google that. Spell this that. Thing. This guy just out here <laughs> spitting pittance for no damn reason. Oh, my pittance. gosh. All right. Well, pittance. That's a new word. It so. says pittance is a metal spike, bro, that is driven into a crack well, that doesn't... or seam. <laughs> yeah, it sounds inexpensive. It does. That's what a is. was a whole lot of nothing. We, we all made, uh, we worked hard and made nothing. Yeah, so he was talking about a lot of the movies that he was in. He was in Next Day Air, The Gridiron Gang. He was on Being Mary Jane. And even on Power, he was kind of the face of the network. It stars, <laughs> right? And so basically he still wasn't making that much money. And so... You know, he used Angela Bassett, who was on Fox's nine one one for scale. She was making four hundred and fifty thousand dollars per episode. I just wanted the record to show that a pitten is a spike or wedge, and in slang, it means a, a small protruding knob or button. Yeah, I wouldn't want to get you? paid that. What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, now since we're talking about money, um, let's talk about Nick Cannon. I and actually spoke P I T T A N C E. What? Pittance. Yes, pittance. Okay, what does that mean? Look it up. It's a small portion. You just told or us. Amount. Small portion oh, or amount. Pit- I don't think you pronounced it right. Andy. I said pittance. No, I think you pronounced it the way it's spelled. Look at every with the vocabulary. Oh no, let me okay, see. Okay, pittance. Oh All right. Now, um, speaking of pittance, let's talk about Nick Cannon. He was on Money Pie, which is the podcast that I host for Acorns, and he talked about going broke after getting $200,000 from Will Smith. At the time, I remember Will had a red Range Rover. <laughs> And I was like, I want a black. <laughs> he was like, don't buy it. And I was like, yo, you just gave me $200,000. Like, and at the time, I think Range Rovers was like 60 bands back then. I was like, I'm getting this. And literally, that was probably my whole check. Not even a year. I totaled that car and lost it and it was living back. So you did do house. it. I did it and was living back in my mom. It like, me and my mom was living in that condo thinking where I thought I had made it and was rich and was going to be set for life. So... Like, because Will Smith often tells his story about how he went broke after parents just don't understand. He was like, I made a million dollars, won a Grammy, and I was broke, you know, before this Fresh Prince. You don't, like, save this money. He went back to making pittance. But to, to both of their defense, though, I mean, they were young. And a lot of lessons to be learned. Number one, you know. Well, little, Omari Herbert was, oh, you mean Will Smith and Yeah, Will Smith okay. and Nick Cannon. They were young. You know what I'm saying? And, like, you know, you don't realize that you get a check for 250 That means about 40% going to taxes. Then you Correct. got to pay agents, managers. So you didn't really get 250 Not at all. That's the most important thing to remember. All right. And Jamel Hill was on Assets Over Liabilities on Revolt. And she talked about on His and Hers how she was making $200,000 less than Michael Smith. Here's what she had to say. Not about um, necessarily what you're worth. It's about what you will negotiate. That's right. And that was certainly a lesson in that. And it was because I started at ESPN as such a low salary. All right. To begin with. So, you know, one of those we'll see if it work out kind of contracts, you know, is what we call a two and two, a two year deal with a two year option. Worst contract I've ever signed. Right. Because I think my first year salary was one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year. But it's one hundred and twenty thousand dollars as a independent contractor. The lesson that I learned is that, um, you know, I know it's ESPN. I know it's a big place, but you still even with you can't sell out for a name. We've all had those. We've all had that, uh, let's see if it worked contract. Yeah, that was my <laughs> first contract here when I came to power. Absolutely. When I, left, when I left hot, I came in. I got the after minimum at the time. I think it was like $65,000 to work doing afternoons here. And there was people yeah. getting 
way more than me, but I believed in myself. I believed in my talent. Next year, I stuck them up, though, but... And, and that's, and but that. you know what is true, too? And they did studies on this. A lot of people, when they get offered a salary, they don't negotiate. They say 85% of people, if they would negotiate, they would make more money when they initially get an offer. Absolutely. I can and so sometimes that. we just take take it <laughs> yep. instead of saying, okay, well, you know, I wanted to see if I could get this or even going and asking for a raise and we have to start doing that also. I just took it. And the reason I just took it... I. <laughs> but the reason you took I took that pittance. Not nah, because I, I I left hot at the time and I didn't have a place I didn't have a plan. So when they offered it to me, I was like, Well, this is all I have. I'ma prove myself. I believed in myself that much. I'm like, Well, I'ma prove myself and then after the year, I'ma stick up. And it's all learning it's all learning experiences. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you take the first deal, the first deal is to let's see if this works. Yeah. And then in the process of that, they might come to you and be like, you know what? We're gonna give you a, this, we're gonna give you a little bit more money. You're like, oh yeah, I'm making more money. So then you might take that one. And then the next one, it's like, nope. Let me get me an agent. Yeah. You know, the first job I ever had, I negotiated. I didn't even know what I was doing, and it worked out when I graduated from college. So mm-hmm. lesson learned. All right. Well, that is your rumor reports. All right, we got front page news next. What are we talking about? Uh, yes, imagine you get hired as a stripper for your brother's bachelor party. Cat. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Unjunk your sleep right now with Mattress Firm's Hot Buys. Happening now, queen mattresses starting at $169.99. Sleepy, Serta, Sealy, Beautyrest, and more. All in stock for fast delivery. Visit a sleep expert at your local Mattress Firm's... Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Ha! We'll be starting easy. All right. Well, I just got this story from my producer, and there have been studies. And there's always these uh, evidence talking about a cup of coffee a day. Well, now they're saying there's mounting evidence that people who drink coffee daily are less likely to die early compared to those who don't. They've been doing this research for seven years. They studied over 171,000 people, and they said those who drank unsweetened coffee regularly were 15 to 21 percent less likely to die than participants who didn't. And they also found that those who drank between one and four cups of lightly sweetened coffee every day were 29 to 31 percent less likely to die. They've already done studies showing that drinking a cup of coffee or a few a day has been linked to a healthier liver, a lowered risk of heart failure, also protecting people from Parkinson's disease or type 2 diabetes, as well as Alzheimer's. So now they're saying people can actually live longer if you drink coffee. I love those kind of studies, but it has to be other factors, right? You have to live a healthy lifestyle as well, right? It can't just be drink a cup of coffee. Because what if I do a cup of coffee every morning and then a line of Coke by noon and a fifth of Hennessy at 5 o'clock every day? Coney, the, the coffee balances. Coffee balances. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's got to be other factors other than just a cup of coffee. Right. I mean, it's just like eating your fruits and vegetables can help prevent certain diseases and things like that. And this can help you with your heart, a healthier liver, a lower risk of heart failure. If you're you're relatively healthy, if you're living a relatively healthy life. And I always tell people this, too. Don't put all those added sugars and sweeteners in your coffee. That's one of the things that people, some people think coffee is unhealthy. It's really what you put in your coffee uh, that can be unhealthy for you. And also, too much coffee, too much caffeine cannot be good for you, too. So I do want to say that. Let's not go overboard with it. All right, now, this stripper has, and shout out to Coffee Uplifts People, my coffee company. Um, Now, a stripper has gone viral on social media. A lot of people do not believe this story. She claims that she danced naked in front of her own brother at his bachelor party. The woman is known as Kendra. 
And she said, I ended up being the stripper at my brother's bachelor party, and I didn't realize until I was completely naked. She wrote that in a text overlaying the video. She did not explain where the party happened, but she revealed that she worked at a strip club in the South. Now, there's no way you don't notice your brother's friends. That's what I'm saying. There's no way you don't notice your brother at the party. There's no way you don't even know that he's having this bachelor party. Our producer, Eddie, sent me that story this morning. I read it. I'm like, this is Cap. This is a cap. It's a cap. Exactly, Mr. Biden. It's just fake. Like You can just read it and tell. It's like, come on, stop. But she got 10 million views. That's all she cared about, I'm sure. Originally, yes. Yeah, more than that now. Oh. So mm-hmm. It worked. All right. Now, African-American White House staffers are leaving in what they're calling a mass black sit. Uh, they said more than 20 black White House aides have departed the Biden administration. A black sit? Like, I guess, a black exit? I think you mean black sit. No, they're calling it black people exiting. Black yeah, that's what, that's what Candace Owens coined that term. She has a whole uh, organization called Blexit. Black people exiting the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, right now, no, this, they're talking about people not leaving the Democratic Party, but leaving the administration. Yeah, I know. What is the, the word? Blexit. Right, well, this is B-L-A-X-I-T. Is that Blexit or Blacksit? I don't know how she's about it. Blackish. All right, let's go. Keep it moving. Okay. <laughs> well, what they're saying is some people have not had the best experiences, and a lot of that has to do with the death of black leadership. They said, think about any workplace. Black folks need some person to go to, to strategize, to be a mentor, and we just don't have as many folks who can be mentors to us. And so some people said they did have uh, good experiences working, but some people are saying uh, that their experiences haven't been so good. They're not decision makers. There's no real path toward becoming decision makers. There's no real feedback. And there's no clear path to any kind of promotion. So they said they brought in a ton of black people generally to start without ever establishing an infrastructure to retain them or to help them be successful. Oh, because the black people in those positions aren't allowed to be real leaders. They don't have real power. So, you know, you can't learn from somebody who's faking. If they just sitting there trying to pretend, you know, to keep their job, how, what you going to learn from them? How to pretend to? Now, some people also are frustrated with what they say is a lack of focus on issues they deem to be important to the African-American community. You think? One current aide told uh, Politico, the issues that are the highest priority for our community are no longer at the forefront at the administration's priority list. When 10 black people got killed at a grocery store in Buffalo, it's business as usual and no one stops to say to you, are you OK? Now, some people have also cited relatively low salaries as a driving factor in the departures. They said a lot of people have been at this grind for a while. A slowing down of the work pace and a better salary becomes more attractive for young African-American staffers who can make these types of salaries. It doesn't just change their plight, but their families' plight. And salaries for entry-level White House jobs started around $48,000. All right. So there you have it. They said uh, the pay in the White House is not traditionally very good. A lot of black folks in these roles don't come from wealthy families. All right, well, that is your front page news. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, Dr. Tanya Matthews will be joining us. She's the president and CEO of the International African American Museum. So, we're going to talk to her when we come back. We're going to find out when it's opening, all about it. So, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. Dr. Tanya and Matthews. Welcome. Hello, hello, hello. The CEO of the International <laughs> African American Museum opening up in Charleston, South Carolina. Ooh, still sounds good every time somebody I know, says right? it, right? How yes. are you this morning? I am, I am well. I okay. am well. 
Tell us the importance of the International African American Museum opening up in Charleston. Well, tell us what it is for people that don't know. What what is what are people going to get to see? Everything. Yes, absolutely. So uh, we are building the International African American Museum in Charleston. It is an encyclopedic museum. That means we cover a lot of years, a lot of topics. We are being built on the site of one of our nation's most prolific slave trading ports. That mm-hmm. is at Gadsden's Wharf. The nice thing about being encyclopedic is that we can emphasize that slavery is a part of the African-American journey, but it is in the middle. Mm -hmm. It is not the beginning. It is not the end. So we take it all the way back to where we come from. We take it all the way forward to just about what we're doing now. We've got galleries, reflection, pool, art installations, programming, good conversations. And you know, it's interesting. All roads lead back to Charleston, right? right? You want to talk about theater? You better come to New York. You want to talk about movies? You better go to Hollywood. You want to talk about why America is what it is today and what we are up to? All these conversations we are having about race and racism and equity and equality and the stories. Well, Charleston has a lot, a lot of those answers. So when we talk about history that we should know and, and stories that we should be telling, a lot of those roads lead uh, lead to the South uh, and a lot definitely lead right through Charleston and the low country. Could we go back and talk about Gatchin's Wharf and give people mm. some education? Like, why is yeah. that such a good location for the International African American Museum? So, you know, according to some historians, we're talking somewhere between 45 and 55 percent of all Africans that came through uh, the slave trade, the transatlantic slave trade would have come through Gatchin's Wharf. So that means you're at upwards of 50, nearly maybe 60 percent of all African-Americans who are going to trace themselves through the trade will mm-hmm. find that their people stepped in that land. Right. I mean, it was huge. They say it could hold up to 16 ships at a time. Mm-hmm. Think cruise ship, not rowboat, cruise mm-hmm. ship. Um, and so when you talk about that, it reminds you this is this is an industry. Right. It, it was an industry. We weren't. Listen, folks, we, we weren't bringing in people. We were importing cargo and commodity. We were making money hand over foot. Charleston at one point was the richest city in the colonies. And it wasn't just due to the labor of the Africans and African-Americans. It was also due to the genius and the ingenuity, right? I don't know if any of y'all know about South Carolina and our rice. Woo! Mm-hmm. Don't go down there. You don't know how to cook rice. Don't pretend you can cook rice. <laughs> Listen, just don't do it. But you know, that came when we began importing Africans who were from communities that already knew how to rice. You know, we were just dabbling, but they knew. They knew the technology. They knew the, the rice ways. Next thing you know, we number one in the world. They were very specific about the slaves that they went to. They were they were very specific, and uh, you can see it in the pricing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more skills you had uh, for for the industry at hand, being ricing, the the higher your price was uh, in that space. And so, you know, as tough as that is to talk about, it is important to understand like the architecture, the the deliberateness, the 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 what was happening in that space, so that we understand. How amazing, say the story of a Dr. King, a Rosa Parks, a Septima Clark, uh, a Reverend Esau Jenkins actually is. Mm -hmm. It's not just about where they were and what they were doing. That was amazing. But where they came from, where their people came out of, Mm -hmm. that, I mean, that's like tuning into your hero movie at the end. I mean, it's okay. He blew up some bad guys, but you don't have the the full story. (laughs) You don't don't really get get the the cheering you should at the end. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask, you know, it, it 
cost millions and millions and millions to, to build this. Yes, it did. How difficult was it to get some sponsors and the people to come aboard to, to help pay for this? You know, it took 22 years to do this. And now that, you know, we're opening in, in January 2023, technically 23 years. Um, and you know, it's, it's a lot of folks. Um, you know, the origination of the museum uh, came uh, from a former, a former mayor, state of the city address in 2000, right? This was uh, Mayor Joseph Riley. What's up, Mayor Riley? 22 years. You know, first there's the convincing, right? Convincing people that we could actually do this. I have run into people today that said, I never thought y'all were going to be able to pull that off. Mm. I never thought y'all were going to be able to do that kind of thing in that kind of place for that kind of money. Mm. But, you know, I think once we had some folks come on in the beginning, you know, you know how you look over there. You don't want to be first, but you don't want to be last right. either. Um, but we also have more than 22,000 charter members mm. all over the country right now. And I think that was folks still wanting to raise their hand, want mm-hmm. to raise a hand, say something, do a little something, make a statement. So I am really grateful because you're right. It um, it costs a lot to build and it costs a lot to, to run once we're open too. I see white folks try to take our history out of these out of, uh, mm. textbooks and in school. So what backlash did you get on that side? So, you know, it's very, very interesting. I've been cautious and I've been waiting and I've been watching. Uh, and, and maybe just because uh, I got a praying grandmother uh, at the <laughs> moment, I am surrounded by what I would call enthusiastics. Now, we may run into a careful what you wish for. Right. You know, I'm, I practice a radical empathy without sympathy, which mm-hmm. means I know it's going to hurt, but we're going to do it anyways. It'll be all right. Like, trust us. We can get through this. But it, but with many states getting rid of I feel like, you know, projects like the museum are more important than ever. Things are definitely more important than ever. And, you know, they call me Dr. Matthews for a reason. And I have to sort of laugh and chuckle because folks are talking about critical race theory, but they're not talking about critical race theory. And interestingly enough, this is a history museum. You know, some folks who who really sort of get in the weeds know that CRT was actually a legal academic theory. I'm like, well, I'm not suing anybody, so I'm going to be okay. Really? Um, Yes. Break that down. I didn't know that. It's a theory about sort of what's behind sort of intentions and systems and how things work. Mm -hmm. Just the authentic teaching of history in and of itself is not a theory. Like, these are facts. It's a fact, yeah. These are are facts. And so I think that if we create a space, I call it courageous curiosity. I don't do safe spaces. There's no such thing, right? Courageous curiosity. Mm -hmm. If I give you a space where you're not going to be judged for what you don't know, and you're not going to be judged for your reaction about this new information, right? And you can look at the water, reflect, you know, do what you need to do. Uh, I'm hoping uh, that it will be all right, because that's only step one. After you learn that, then we actually have to get in the conversation. So, right. so if you if you you're trying to wait to, to to get you know frazzled over something, just wait wait for the conversation. Like you know, just just learning the stories, and they are they are such good stories. All right, we got more with Dr. Tanya Matthews, the president and CEO of the International African American Museum. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Dr. Tanya Matthews. She's the president and CEO of the International African American Museum. Charlamagne? What do you think non-black people will learn from touring the museum? (sighs) I think that non-black people are going to learn that things have not been taught 
And it's going to be on such a scale that makes you wonder if it was deliberate. I think the other thing uh, that non-black folks are going to encounter is what they always encounter when they step into black community is that there is a whole lot of love over here. Lord, That's black right. folks, the most forgiving folks on the planet. <laughs> um, and we, we always do this thing of embracing. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think they're also going to to find that space when they're trying to figure out, is this a place where I say I'm sorry? And the brothers and sisters are like, listen, you all right, just coming into the next exhibit. We, we got this, you know. And, and so I, I think they will discover those things. And then last but not least, I think a lot of folks who get the, oh, is that what happened? Is that what's mm-hmm, going on? Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually think black folks are going to get that too, right? I mean, when we when we say we're not teaching the stories, we mean we're not teaching it to everyone. And, and there's a there's a reason, right? I mean, in order to keep a people enslaved, they must not understand the concept of freedom. So you've That's got right. to keep that out of the story, right? You, you've got to keep the stories of all the victory, all the triumph, all the making a way out of no way sort of out of the hands mm-hmm. of folks you don't want to make a way out of, out of no way. And so, you know, I run into... Um, um, probably more black folks who are excited that there's a place to bring their children because they know they're, they're not getting it. And they also know that they didn't quite have it. So I think folks are largely going to take the same things, but their reaction to those things are probably going to be a little different. I think what we should what you should do is like, you know how the Met Gala has their galas. Yes. At that museum, I uh-huh. think we should do like our own gala there, where people wear African garb and mm-hmm. they dress up. You think that's not happening? Okay. You think that's not happening? Listen, it it is definitely it is definitely happening. It's going to be part of one of our kind of big big opening moments. And I don't know, trying to get you know sort of the black royalty uh, uh-huh. to come out and uh, and visit us. Uh, and I also think you know also thinking of other you know nights like that i mean if anyone goes to the website and they look at our building they see we're raised so we have these mm-hmm. uh, what i call a front yard and a backyard mm-hmm. um where we can have events right and we can have things out there we can have like music and, and musicians and sort of all that kind of stuff and so i do i do like the whole you know superiorly dressed to the nines which mm-hmm. is a little nod you right. know, giant earrings you for right. and all exactly. that I love that exactly mm-hmm. exactly you know one of the stories I'm happy that's gonna get to be told is uh, the story of Denmark BC ah and I know we're doing the bicentennial weekend mm-hmm. July 14th through mm-hmm, the 16th mm-hmm. I think you know the story of of Denmark VC uh, for folks that that are unfamiliar is is probably one of the classics. Denmark Vesey uh, was uh, an enslaved African who ultimately bought his freedom, uh, was not allowed to buy the freedom of his wife and child. Right, so he's in Charleston. He's one of. Uh, the founding deacons of what is now Mother Emanuel. So founding deacon is my language. There was different language at that time. Uh, founding deacon of the church, small business owner, right? Mm-hmm. Freed himself, you know, founding deacon of a church, small business owner, right? Boom. Supposed to be the American dream, but still living in this construct, right? Where people around him were enslaved, where his family was still enslaved. Ultimately, he was inspired by the revolutions that were happening on the islands and was was trying to to essentially do that same thing. Right. Arm black folks uh, in Charleston, in that community um, and take back their freedom, get on a boat, go back to an island that had already freed itself um, and make no mistake. I mean, this was going to be brutal. It was going to be a revolution. It was Mm -hmm. going to be a fight for freedom. Uh, He was sold out. 
Another sla- another enslaved person. Told. Yeah. Well, somebody who was enslaved. Told. Yeah. Some someone who was supposed to be part of the planning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they had a a trial. To what extent trials can happen? Um, back in the day for those kinds of um, not yet citizens. Um, and uh, the majority of them, not the majority, a significant number of them, including Demog Bessie, were hung. Okay, so the way the story was told, though, was that he was, you know, um, an insurgent, that he was a violent, you know, rampaging, freed African. This is why we shouldn't be freeing them in the first place. Um, This is uh, some of the origin stories of of arming the people of Charleston and sort of those kinds of things. And so it was it was told it told in that light, basically rogue African uh, out to kill all of the white people in the community. This was very scary because, remember, at a time, black folks outnumbered white folks in South Carolina because of slavery. So when we tell the story today, though, um, Denmark Vesey is finally being referenced as a revolutionary and an abolitionist. Mm-hmm. This is, I think, part of, of one of the powerful things about the museum, right, is is reclaiming stories or lifting up stories that have been reclaimed and are being told. Uh, so this summer is the 200th anniversary mm-hmm. of the uh, attempted uh, uprising. Um, and I think it's important to also put it in contemporary context. I think one of the most interesting things is technically he almost had it all right. He's free. He's got his own business. He's got a church He's building his church. Why be unhappy? So think about the conversations we're having today. African-Americans, you're you're better off than where you were. You know, you have the vote. You got the big jobs now. You even had a president. What more do you want? Why mm-hmm. are y'all still out there raging against the machine? And it just goes to show that that's the way the spirit of freedom works, right? Yeah, no, you know, no, nobody's free to everybody's free. Ninety nine and a half won't do. It just, mm-hmm. it just does not. It just does not work. And so, you know, I think as we start to talk, and I know there are lots of celebrations going on in different places. Um, as we start to talk, it's about bringing that history to why it matters today. And I, and I think there's something to be said about understanding his story that way. So it's July 14th through the 16th, right? Yes, uh, July 14th through 16th uh, down in uh, Charleston uh, featuring uh, your intrepid host there, uh, Brother Charlemagne the God. We've got some other folks coming in, uh, Kamal Bell. And as always, explaining, you know, get in where you fit. And we have a nice Mm -hmm. panel. You want to get nerdy with it. We're going to have some conversation, um, Mm -hmm. get a couple of historians and pundits to talk. You may need to, like, you know, reflect. We got a little music going and we're going to close out. Anthony Hamilton. Anthony Hamilton trying to close out with a little comedy because sometimes you just need to let the stress out. You just you just need to you just need to laugh. Yeah, DL Hughley. <laughs> DL Hughley, yeah. right? And you know one thing that you say uh, when, when we was touring the facility, you said this isn't a story of enslaved Africans. This is a story of survival. Yes, yes, it is a story of survival. It's a story of victory. You know, and honestly, it's a story of love, right? I mean, woof! You got to love yourself and your your babies and, and your children. I think it's really weird for me. To, to be in that space. And different people have different reactions. But when I'm in that space, I am hella joyful. It is so interesting. And I had to figure out why. I'm like, girl, you are walking on on the the, the site of this tragedy of, of, you know, tens of thousands of, of your people being enslaved. And and then a little voice said, but yeah, look at you now. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. right? So when's the grand opening? The grand opening is... 
the weekend of January 20th in 2023. So that is mm. at the tail end of Martin Luther King weekend. Uh, we are going to kick it off for that whole weekend, have lots of events. Uh, the, the gala that's the folks are asking for, a nice mm-hmm. little opening ceremony that even happens uh, the day before. But, you know, outdoor music and festivals and storytelling. Uh, and we're going to try to run that the whole week. And how can people donate if they want to donate? Oh, bless you. Boy, you about to get yourself a second job. <laughs> second job. Uh, so if you go to our website, iaamuseum.org, you can uh, easily straight donate. Even if you're a company, by the way, I got the small business owners out there, you know, rep, rep your business. You can donate uh, as a company and you can also become a charter member. All right. Well, we appreciate you for joining us today. I know you got a hard out, but That's thank right. you so much. And go check out the museum, IAAMuseum.org. All right. It's Dr. Tonya. Tonya? Tonya. Tonya. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thanks for having me. One New York. 50. I get money. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV mm. Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I'm dropping the clues, boss, for Dr. Tanya Matthews, man. Thank you for joining us, CEO of the International African American Museum. Mm-hmm. You can go to International, uh, no, you I, International, IAAM Museum.org. That's right. For more information. All right. On the museum that's opening in Charleston in January. You know, All we're going to do a lot of field trips there. Mm hmm. All right, you got. Uh, we should broadcast it when they do the grand opening. Oh, well, I think we can make that happen. You know, I'm on the board. Yeah, you want to do that for us? Yeah, I think we should. Okay, done deal. Okay, done deal. I'm holding out. I'm holding you out to that. By the way, you we, could Jan- we could January 20th. Breakfast oh. Club, salute to Z93 Jams in Charleston, South Carolina. We're gonna broadcast. Have to be pre-recorded, maybe. Why? Well, it'll be early in the morning. What are you talking about? Well, you could open up the museum, do it in the museum at 6 Broadcast from there at yeah. 6 a.m.? Oh, no, you mean just broadcast from Charleston, like the night that we do, like, the, the big Met You said gala, from the museum. The big gala ball. I'm talking about stuff. from the museum. Yeah, we can do it, yeah, 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 from the museum, yeah. you know, 6 but o'clock in the morning. But at 6 a.m.? Yeah, yeah, yeah. some invited yeah. guests come in there and, you know, Absolutely. talk about the museum. Absolutely, why not? Yeah. All right. You, gonna handle our, no, you ain't handling our flights anymore, so I ain't gonna ask about that. <laughs> no, we have a team for that. Remember last time you did that? That was 12 years yeah, ago. Yeah, there's a Spirit I never flew Spirit. I never did No, that. you put me in ye on Spirit. Well, Remember the hotel? That's what y'all deserved. <laughs> the hotel, too. Oh, man. Where we staying this time? <laughs> um, we had to go nice buy our, our own towels and sheets. Nice, me and nice hotels downtown Charleston. <laughs> and stayed then, at the Vindu Hotel. Okay. That's why I stayed on my wedding. And I got a couple, couple spots I like in downtown Charleston. All right. <laughs> well, we got rumors on the way easy. Uh, let's talk about D.L. Hughley. And he is on his own radio show talking about his side of the story about what happened with Monique in Detroit. And we'll give you his explanation. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Your whole set 
like it's around six clips. Whole team get flyer than round trips. She's the spying on my flicks. Heat and my and my drip. Check what I do to check a clear two. Pull up like a drive through so check your rear view. I don't care how long it take to get an op back. All my niggas outside, steak be out back. I don't care how long it take to get an op back. All my niggas outside, steak be out back. Tell them I need them, my bitch, she a rider I got a shooter and I got a driver They want that heat, I'm the only provider Little back for him, bitch, worth a five, yo This not a vibe, that's worth a five, yo Beef, we about to resolve, yo Pull up on the up, do we have a problem? Hey, yo, baby, let's go 2022, I'm coming through in that new shit How we options, you see me and you don't do shit I done really shot in the car, I got the blueprint Gallery department was shopping, I like the loose fit What's the point of having this muscle if you don't use it? I play the game to win, I'm not losing Option know my address, I'm not moving Brody know to take it to try, they gotta prove it She get what she want when we sh- I'm on point, I know what I'm doing Way too smart to act like I'm stupid I get my advice from Mike Rubin I'm not by myself, my whole crew lit Next to Chanel, I put in a new pen It is what it is, I can't make no excuses I hit the whole group, but that make me a groupie Balenciaga, condition not Gucci From one city to city and bulletproof You can't run with my gang, they'll bully you Been had switches, I know what them foolish do I'm a vibe, let me know what you wanna do Ain't no fun by yourself, bring a friend or two We be menaging and boost up his ego She a little demon, I'm dead, cost me yeah, baby. Tell them I need them, my bitch, she a rider. I got a shooter and I got a driver. They want that heat, I'm the only provider. Little back for him, bitch, worth a five, yo. There's not a vibe, that's worth a five, yo. Beef, we about to resolve, yo. Pull up on the up, do we have a problem? There's no auto tune on me, is there? Nope. Don't, don't, don't mean no rap, but when I say, bitch, ride the wave. Flooding my watch, but ain't giving the clown the time of day. Ain't, ain't talking Christmas, wouldn't holler in my holidays. I, I that be shooting at they out for days They don't let me know They don't let me when they get you like in that 45 special flow They gon' let you, yo Yes, I'm always good for the bag Let's go hop out on that ski mask Heavy on the ski mask, too all right. Yo, I hate how Instagram can get rid of everybody's page when they want to, but can't get rid of none of those bots pages, yo. Dude, them bots be crazy. Oh, I hate them so good. And they, can be on, they be on it. Yes. I know, like got, immediately. You be like, I got 42 comments. <laughs> 41 bots. If you posted something, you think it's ripping. Then right. you go to it and there's nothing but bots. Bots, bad bots. Do you think I look good naked? Excuse us, Emmy? That's what the bots say. I ain't uh, never heard no bots say that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why you don't. No, don't use that as a time to flirt. Sounds bro. like pittance to don't me. Don't use the bots as an excuse to flirt. <laughs> All right, well, forget y'all. Let's get to the room. Let's talk Dale Hughley and Monique. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, D.L. Hughley, you know, he has his own radio show so he can express himself the way that he wants to with this ongoing dispute between him and Monique. It all started with Monique saying she was supposed to headline the show. And this was in Detroit. And D.L. Hughley ended up uh, headlining the show. Both of them were posting contracts and deal memos and going back and forth. But here's what D.L. Hughley had to say about Monique and the things that she had to say about him. You wrote your contract, you and your daddy. You, 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 you proceeded to say things that were so patently insulting that, that it, it, it was galling. You, 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 you asked in subsequent conversations why I have a dog, a support dog, what kind of person has a support dog. I have that dog because my father died, 
my children and family decided they would get a dog from where he was from, and I named the dog after my father. I don't have a dog to keep people away from me. I have a dog, so I have my father with me all the time. That is an act of love which you know very little about. You proceeded to assault my sexuality. You have the temerity to assault someone's sexuality, a man's sexuality, given who you lay next to. None of that had anything to do with alleged contact contract dispute. You could have taken that up with a lawyer. He posted from Queen of Comedy to Queen of Ashes, straight no chaser. What really went down Saturday night with Monique. And so those were some of his comments of what he had to say. He also said that he hasn't seen Monique in years. He said she hasn't once talked to me. I didn't see her at the venue before, after, or during. And he just didn't know why she was upset about a contractual dispute and why she would get on stage to talk about him, his wife, Steve Harvey, his family's support dog, and more. So don't talk about no man dog. Man, shut, shut up, Envy. <laughs> you so mad, Envy. I mean, Gucci said you got a punk ass dog. You still it's okay to talk about his wife. I don't think you're joking. joking. You and that punk ass dog. Envy done my... killed so many dogs. Yeah. I don't even know what this is about. You right leave now. my punk ass dog alone. <laughs> All right, now let's talk about Star Wars actress Moses Ingram, and she's talking about the racist threats that she has received after the debut of Obi Wan Kenobi last Friday. Uh, she said. She's gotten several racist threats and comments from certain Star Wars fans. One person wrote, your days are numbered. You're a diversity hire and you won't be loved or remembered for this acting role. Here's what Moses Ingram had to say. There's nothing anybody can do to stop this hate. And so I question what my purpose is and even being here in front of you saying that this is happening. I don't really know. But I think the thing that bothers me is that like sort of this feeling that I've had inside of myself, which no one has told me, but this feeling of like, I just got to shut up and take it. And I'm not built like that. So (laughs) I really just wanted to come on, I think, and say thank you to the people who show up for me in the comments and the places that I'm not going to put myself. And um, to the rest of y'all, y'all weird. (laughs) They are weird. And that's uh, according to a post from... Uh, the Star Wars Twitter account, they said, we are proud to welcome Moses Ingram to the Star Wars family and excited for Reva's story to unfold. If anyone intends to make her feel in any way unwelcome, we have only one thing to say. We resist. So back in 2020, John Boyega also addressed the toxic Star Wars fans. He tweeted, toxic Star Wars fans still find their way to my mentions. Lord, must I be blunt? I don't F with you no more. And they also had removed John Boyega from the poster in China. They said it was due to racism. A lot of people were saying that it was due to that. And so in a previous interview, John Boyega had some words of advice for Disney when it comes to their black actors. He said, what I would say to Disney is do not bring out a black character, market them to be much more important in the franchise than they are, and then have them pushed to the side. It's not good. I'll say it straight up. And so uh, that is the story of Moses Ingram Mm -hmm. with Star Wars. Are y'all Star Wars fans or not really? No, nope. nope. I don't know anything about it. Not I, even a little I, bit. I watched, I think, one back in the day. I, I, I was never into Star Wars or Star Trek. I just wasn't my thing. Nope. I like Star Trek a little bit, but I ain't no Trek. People be so mad if you confuse Star Wars and Star Trek, too. I do it on which, purpose. Which one is the hand? Off which one is the hand one when they do the hand thing, you Majiggy? Star, Star Trek. That's Star Spock. Trek. Spock, when they do yes. the hand. I thought that was Mork and Mindy. 
All right. Now, NBA star Jalen Brown has signed with Kanye's Donda Sports. <laughs> so congratulations uh, to him. Okay. He was recruited by the agency for his intelligence, social activism, charitable work, mm-hmm. and obviously for his talent in basketball. So it looks like they are really building this out. They also signed NFL star Aaron Donald. Um, earlier this week, they announced that. And Big so- signings. Big signings for any sports agency. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Uh, Charlamagne, who are you giving that down to? Man, four after the hour. Can we talk about something that the FDA, uh, you know, uh, ac- actually didn't approve of? And that's four local. Okay. Actually, we're talking about drunk driving, but we'll discuss it all four after the hour. All right. We'll get can't to believe that. it's still people out here drinking four local in 2022. I know. We'll I thought it was illegal. That's no, what I thought it's too. It's still so. It's still so. I see it all the time. In, in Forty-nine states. We'll discuss. All right, we'll get to that next. And also, ask ye. If you want to get on the phone lines, you need relationship advice or any type of advice, get on the phone lines right now, 800-585-1051. Ask ye is up after the uh, donkey today. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, what up, y'all? It's DJ Envy here. The general insurance will give you quality insurance for less with great low rates and flexible payment options. Take a closer look at The General today. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. 
I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Charlemagne, say the gang, dunk it under Charlemagne. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit it with the heat. Yeah, it's a breakfast club, bitch. Who's donkey of the day today? Well, donkey of the day for Wednesday, June 1st, goes to 30-year-old Jordan Mattingly. He is the son of former uh, professional baseball player Don Mattingly, who is now the manager of the Miami Marlins. Yankees and, first baseman. I don't, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's facing several charges. All right. Uh, I can't believe that we have to continue to say this in 2022, but don't drink and drive. Okay. Don't drive and drink. Don't drink. Don't drive. However you want to say it, you should not be consuming alcoholic beverages and then operating any type of motor vehicle. But for whatever reason, people like Jordan Mattingly don't understand that simple yet very effective life instruction. Okay. See, cops say they arrested a driver who was. 3.5 3.5 times the legal alcohol limit after at least five people called 911. Drop on the clues bombs for those five people. When you see something, say something. Okay, in the case of someone being drunk as hell, if you smell something, say something. All right, let's go to 14 News at 4 for the report, please. It's accused of crashing his SUV and then attempting to sell it at a dealership. Officers were called to that dealership and identified the driver as 30-year-old Jordan Mattingly. They say Maddenly smelled of alcohol and almost fell several times. Officers say he tested a .291 on a portable breath test. That's three and a half times the legal alcohol limit. Maddenly is facing a long list of charges. Now listen, you drink, 
you drive, you crash. You might die. You might kill someone else. Thank God Jordan Mattingly didn't kill himself. More importantly, thank God he didn't kill anyone. But do you know how drunk you have to be to crash your car, but then drive to a dealership with a crashed car and a missing front tire and try to sell said vehicle? Play it, play it, play the music for one more time, right? Just the beginning part, play it. Accused of crashing his SUV and then attempting to sell it at a dealership. Okay, stop right there. Uh, Jordan, that's not what people mean when they say let someone else take the wheel when you're drunk. Okay, that's not what they mean when they say you should pass the keys to someone else. Now, if at any point you thought you didn't need your car anymore, it should have been before you got behind the wheel drunk as a skunk. Oh, apologies, Peter. Let me not stereotype skunks. I don't know if skunks drink. If you ask me, they smell more like they got high grades of weed on them than liquor. But you walk into a car dealership trying to sell an SUV you just crashed. You walk into the dealership with swelling and scratches all over you. They said you reeked of alcohol and almost fell several times. And officers say he tested .291 on a portable breath test. Now let's talk about what this man was drinking. Police say inside his SUV, they found a can of White Claw and four empty four loco cans four four loco cans and a can of white claw i am just sick thinking about that he needs to be charged with attempted murder i don't care if he didn't hit nobody you get in the car after drinking four cans of four loco and a can of white claw you wanted to kill people okay now i thought four loco was banned all right i remember back in the day it was banned in a few states i did some uh some research this morning, and by research, I mean Google. So it was banned in Michigan, Utah, and Oklahoma in 2010, but now it's apparently available in 49 states. Why? Okay, let me tell y'all something. In November of 2010, the FDA, the same FDA that we were waiting to approve the COVID vaccines, they deemed for local unsafe. Okay, so the same hesitancy, the same resistance y'all had for all COVID vaccines, y'all should have for four loco. Okay, Mm -hmm. gas prices are high, but four locos still three dollars a can. Twenty four ounces of four loco is three dollars. Pour it in your car and see what happens. Put it in your gas tank. If you own a lawnmower or a tractor, pour the can of four loco in there and see what happens. I bet it cranks like Soldier Boy in 2007. Yet you got people like Jordan Mattingly drinking it in 2022. What is going on in the world? You got to give him an attempted murder charge. Even if you don't give it to him for drinking for loco and driving, you got to give it to him for attempting to murder himself by drinking for loco and driving. Some donkey of the days just sell themselves the same way this guy tried to sell a car. He just crashed while drunk off for loco. Please give Jordan Mattingly the biggest he are. What reason is there to drink Four loco in 2022 other than you hate yourself and your mother? Hmm? Hmm? What kind of car was it? I don't know. They could have got a good deal. I doubt it. Hmm. All right. Well, you see somebody with a can of Four loco, call the police. <laughs> Tell me I remember that right when now. Four loco first came out. I don't care what remember race that? they are. Call the police. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Up next, ask ye 800-585-1051. You need relationship advice or any type of advice. Call ye now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Yee. Keep the bread.
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? How you doing? It's Joe Gaston. All right, brother. What's your question for Yee? All right, so this is what we got going on. So um, basically, I'm getting to know this woman, um, and um, she's in the industry and all that, right? Everything's going smooth and all that. What but kind then, of industry? Um, so she's in the entertainment industry. She's a singer, right? Okay. okay. So, um, Everything going smooth. You know you know how it is when you first meet somebody and everything and everything's just popping, y'all just doing y'all. Well, she's like, she wants to start kind of going out, out. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's going to mess things up in a way. Like, so, so, you put it like this. Envy, I know your relationship is very public. Everyone knows your wife and everything and it's cool. Boom. But then, big bro Charlotte, I know you kind of like more reserved. You know what I'm saying? And you kind of behind the scenes with it and you know, whatever. Everyone knows, of course, you married everything, but... It's a little, it's different type of situations for different people, you know, different couples. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's going to be, it might mess things up how it's going kind of so smooth and all that. You know what I mean? Well, do you so have you anything think? going on that you don't want people to know about? No, it ain't really that. No, it's not that. I think it's more with just who she is. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's just, it's a lot of stuff going on. You know, people just like to hate the hate. People get in her ears, them, you know, whatever, be like, oh, da da da, you know, just stuff like that. I don't know. Well, eventually people are going to find out. My thoughts on it, too, because it's not like I post my man, but we just go out and do our thing, and I don't even think about it. And so, is this about posting or is this about going out in public? It's just about, like, public, really, to be honest with you, because she's like, she's, she's a known person, you know what I'm saying? But I just feel like, at least for just us, unless, like, to me, if we in, like, some, like, super solid, we, like, relationship we just kind of date you know what i'm saying so i feel right. like it's premature maybe well you can't sneak around and date if you guys want to go and do normal things that a couple would do you're gonna end up going out in public now i don't we think do all that we do right. all that we just do it like conservatively you know what i mean but i'm just thinking like she wants to like kind of be out there out there she like, want to have you in the club with her she want to be on the red carpet yeah. Yeah, you know, all that stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so, and I'm like, it's cool, but I just feel like we should be at, at a more solid state. Not that we're not solid, but I'm just saying, like, I feel like we should be more like, you know. I well, don't feel like we just, I just, I think that she's kind of seeing everybody else do it, and she's like, I want to do this too. Like, I want to, you know, so. Or maybe she's just proud of you and wants to show you off. That could be it, too. I mean, she should be proud of me. I'm a catch. I'm a catch. Yeah. So. I mean, <laughs> you might be looking too much into it and thinking too hard about it. You know what I'm saying? So. She's she's proud of you. She wants to show you off. You guys want to go out in public, do your thing. Go. Do you want to go to these parties with her? Would you mind being on the red carpet? Do you care what people think? No, nah, nah, I don't mind about that at all. I don't mind about that at all. I just was looking at it from that point of view of, you know, would it mess things up? Would it make things not be as, you know, dope as they are? So I was looking at it kind of from that point of view. And look, you know, y'all ain't got to confirm nothing, okay? You can uh, go places with her and she ain't got to be like, this is my man, because it's not yet. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm so people can speculate and think what they want to think. You don't have to confirm that. True. True that. True that. Okay. okay. I just don't. I'm not like a fan that. of like living my life based off of what other people think. I just do what I do. I also feel like you ain't got to post it on Instagram. You don't got to confirm it. Just go out and live your life like a normal person. I ain't never care what other people think. I just was worried about it messing up our vibe. You get what I'm saying? Because we, 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 we cool. Like, we good. Like, right. But, you know, other people get, they start, start kind of getting in people's, you know, whatever. And it just kind of, until like, see, y'all are like, y'all been in relationships for a minute. So it's like, yeah, it's new. Matter, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, under- I understand you know what, what you're saying. You want it to be more solid so that you guys exactly. can go out us against the world. But eventually people exactly. are going to get in her ear once they find out at some point it's going to happen. 
Word. Nah, you're right. You're you right. know, so that's okay. when your lines of communication with her have to be really open. Y'all don't need to be playing games with each other. You just got to be honest so that yeah. she's not ever taken off guard. You're not ever caught off guard about anything. And y'all just got to, yeah. you know, be like, because listen, there's a lot of perks that come with dating somebody who's in the public eye, but there's also a lot of negativity that comes with this. So I understand. Very true. But because Very true. you are well aware of this, and y'all can have these conversations and you are bracing yourself for what to expect and so is she. Y'all gotta be team us. Yeah, because the beautiful black sister actress was just talking about it not too long ago about the hate she was getting for Star Wars and all that. So, you know, it's just, you know, people getting in the in the mix of things. But I, I feel what you're saying, though. I feel what you're saying, definitely. Yeah, you don't owe nobody no explanation. Just go out, have a good time, be supportive. If you feel like this is somebody you could see yourself with, you know, you got to be supportive. And she wants you to come places with her. You can't not go because you don't want people to think something. No, absolutely. No, you're right, yeah. You're right, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to mess with that. I'm going to see what that look like. Have a good time. See what that look like. Yo, right. and, and real quick, yeah, I want to throw the, uh, the ins out there. J.R. Gatsby. J-R-G-A-T-Z-B-Y. Look for me. All right, well, let's see who he's dating. All right. All right, later. Later. <laughs> Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you got a question for Yee, call her now. It's the brand. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hi, Angela. What's up, Breakfast Club? What's up? What is your question? All right. So um, I've been with my fiance for a little while. Um, we got together really young. Um, we were serious for a while. We were off and on. He has kids, and now we have a kid together, and now he has another kid. Mm-hmm. So I went away to a trip. And while I was away on my trip, he sent my daughter to, like, his baby mother's house. And, like, um, like so he told me about it. I was so, like, I was pissed off. I was really, really mad. And I called him and I let him know that I was not feeling that. Like, I, you already know the relationship that me and her have. And I don't understand why you would think that I would be okay with my daughter going to her house. And I was basically told that I'm petty and I need to grow up and, like, this this situation was old and I'm still making him pay for stuff in the past and I just need to know am I overreacting? Okay, so he didn't give you a heads up that he was taking your, your daughter to his baby mother house? He told you after? He told me after the fact and his guide was he was telling me after the fact to make sure that we were on the same page. How are y'all on the same page if he told you after? <laughs> you're clearly not on the same page. I'm trying to make Angela. You know, you're not wrong for that because that's something, that's your child. He got to discuss that with you ahead of time. He can't just do that. And then if you already have issues, what's your relationship with, with the mother of his other child? So we don't get along. Like she has some negative things to say about my daughter, um, especially when it's like I found that they were dealing around, like messing around with each other. Mm-mm. So like it was really, it went really left really fast. So we don't, like we are no, not friends. We don't get along. We don't even. Yeah. Now what if something would have happened while your daughter was over there? But that's the point that I'm trying to make. So what I called and I'm like, hold up. I can understand the fact that you guys are going to get married. You're going to have a blended family. At some point, you guys need to have a cordial relationship. But if you're not there yet, he had no right to do that. Okay, thank you. Because I knew I wasn't going to, but I just wanted to make sure. Because I knew for a fact and I was not overreacting. And that was the messaging that I was getting. Was like, that I'm petty. I need to grow up. I'm living in the past. I'm dwelling. Like, if we're going to work this out, we need to move on. And the and fact... that I feel like... Yeah. 
we do need to move on. But like with that situation, I'm not there yet. Yeah, you're not there yet. And the fact that he's trying to put it back on you and make it seem like you're the problem and not acknowledging what he did that was wrong is also a problem. Right. Like, does that yeah, mean that if you go away again, he's... And, you know, and I can see you guys aren't on good terms, you and the, and the other mother. What if if anything would have happened, like, that would have been on him, too. And even if it was accidental, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, no, I hear you. I hear you. But I, but I felt that way already. Yeah. And I just wanted to make sure because I was starting to feel like I was letting what he was saying get into my head. And, and then if you didn't know where she was, what if you needed to get in touch with her? You're not even on good terms with this woman to be talking to her about your daughter if something happened. Right. And, and who's to say that she's going to be honest about whatever was that occurred anyway. So... But look, for the sake of if this is the person that you feel like is your forever and you guys want to get married, then now is the time for you guys to have these conversations that are really difficult to have and for him to take accountability for how he went about that wrong. Right. Okay. Thank you so much, Angela. I really appreciate it. And I love you guys. I listen to you every morning. All right. No problem, Stacey. You're not wrong, girl. All right. Thank you. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. Now, we got uh, rumors on the way, Yee? Since we're talking about relationships coming up next, we'll be talking about Diddy's, I guess, friend slash girlfriend slash longtime lover. Uh, she's apologizing to Cassie. We'll tell you what happened. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Report, let's discuss Nicki Minaj. It's Spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Nicki Minaj has a new venture. She has been named Maxim Magazine's creative director and also Maxim Betts' global ambassador. Okay. So she posted, I am so proud and excited to be the newest Maxim Bet USA investor, advisor, and first global ambassador and creative director of Maxim. According to their website, Maxim Bet is a privately held licensed sports betting and iGaming operator that launched late last year, and that's in partnership with Maxim. So reportedly, they want to bring her signature sexy style, artistry, and influence to the brand deal. According to the CEO of Maxim Bet, Daniel Gratzer, he said Nikki is best known around the world as a mega superstar, but we know her as a brilliant businesswoman. She's built one of the most powerful brands in the world, her own, and she's applying that same savvy and creativity to our lifestyle sports betting brand. I couldn't be more excited to be working with her. She is creative, smart, passionate, and bold. Well, that's dope. Okay. Well, I know a lot of people. Nicki Minaj. Do y'all do any online betting ever? Mm, no, I'm not a gambler, man. I've been unemployed four times. When you've been unemployed four times and had to collect unemployment checks, I don't really like to do gambles. But what's great is that a lot of times you could put down a little bit of money and win big. You could bet like $10. Yeah, that's a lot of and money. And end up winning big. $10 you know? is a lot of money, especially when you lose it. I ain't got $10 to be just giving away. You got to gamble. Because people buy lottery tickets all the time. That I do. Yeah, well, that's money that's gambling, too. Well, there's one big difference. Hey, you never know. Same thing with betting. Nope. I'd rather I try feel my like chances. those odds are even better, too, I don't, I than feel, buying lottery tickets. Mm, I Powerball, Mega Millions, I feel, I don't know why that feels a little bit more It's definitely secure. way worse odds <laughs> in trying to win that. Well, when I win one day. All right, now the most... <laughs> Uh, the Mount Westmore album release date has been set, and that is for June 7th. So get ready for that to come out. Snoop revealed that news on his Instagram. He posted a trailer of their show in Oakland with a new song. And he said the game and not... Oh, he, also, he said in the caption, June 7th, um, the wait is over. Bad MFs at Mount Westmore. Mm. 
Yes, so can't wait for that. There's also an Eminem song called From Detroit to the LBC. Okay. All right. And speaking of collabs, Pharrell has announced a release date for his collab. He actually has a collaboration with 21 Savage and Tyler, the creator. So the song Cash In, Cash Out, a snippet had recently leaked. It will be released next week. And... Yeah, that sounds like a nice collab. So there's a pre-save at the link in his bio. If you go to Pharrell's page, you can actually uh, get that get that going on there. All right, now um, let's discuss Gina Hyun. She is the woman that was going back and forth with Young Miami on social media over Diddy. Now she was on the Jasmine brand and did an exclusive interview. Here's what she had to say about their relationship. Can you clarify what your relationship is with him now? He's just a really good long time friend of mine, like nothing more, nothing less. Like, I just want him to be happy. I want him to live his truth, whatever that that means to him. Like, I don't want to control him. I'm not like a controlling person. I truly want him to be happy. I've been with him for a very long time, but it was never like set in stone. Like sometimes I felt like it and sometimes I didn't. Like it, I don't really care to be his girlfriend or anything. Like it's just the friendship aspect of, you know, cause like he did bless me in a lot of ways and I'm mm-hmm. always going to be forever grateful and respect him. Now I wonder does she have to run that by Diddy before she does it? Like, I wonder before what I do blessings a, are. Well, you know it's financial, but before I do, um, <laughs> in cases it's a rock. But you know, before I do an interview, do I have to run that by him? Um, you know, like if... She, she has an NDA because I wonder if he makes people sign NDAs. I don't know. He's I just, in that I'm just, position. I'm just saying, if she's been around that long and you know been cool with not you know speaking or anything like that, like you know, all of a sudden when you start wanting to do stuff like that, I would think you would run it by me, right? Well, in addition to that, she talked about the hate messages that she's getting. She also said she never met Young Miami in person, and she wasn't bothered by her posting Diddy on social media. So I've been getting a lot of hate messages because of the situation I'm in. And it's whatever but sometimes I get the urge to respond to them and I respond in a very classy loving way and they literally switch up it's weird last night I was in the studio I took a picture someone replied to my story and said girl bye you you just want to be a city girl so bad I said correction miss I want to be an artist so bad okay city girl's not a city girl i want real love this is what i said to her and she was like i'm sorry no disrespect i thought city girls were artists they're actually two of my favorite artists yeah i love jt in miami and jt has love little uzi loves jt Mm -hmm. i don't like that stereotyping of city girl she did just now it's time for the twerkulator all right in addition to that she also admitted that she was with diddy while he was with cassie I just kind of fell for it. Like I was, I was young too. I was young, naive. I didn't know no better. And I was just like, it was enticing. I do feel bad though, you know, cause like I'm, I'm a girly girl. I'm for the girls. I'm woman empowerment. Like I want to stand for that. And I, I, I apologize to her afterwards. And like, was this I, after like she said, left the relationship or? Yeah, but like I was, I was so like crazy and in love, and it was, it was just hard to like. I just could not not talk to him. Sheesh! Well, I, she... I, I I think she just got taken off to Ciroc and De Leon, giftless. 
I don't think Tell and they me. send out amazing gift boxes. That's what I'm saying. I'm say. <laughs> I actually did a collab with them <laughs> with my think, coffee with her espresso martinis. I don't think there'll be any more gift boxes this rock daily on for her. I love that you're really into this one. I'm really not. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, it did seem like it. To, you're like, now wait a minute. Did she have to get clearance? I just wonder. Other? Like, I just wonder why. Just all of a sudden, when they start having these conversations, and I also wonder what do they hope to gain from these conversations? Because I would think that the relationship you have with this man have been more profitable than any of these interviews will ever be. That's well, all maybe I'm they've they're done. And so maybe now that they're done, she's like God bless her, man. Yeah. I feel like she kinda of put herself in the middle of that too, because she posted that picture with her and Diddy after, you know, and then you know people are gonna talk about it. And then I guess she's an artist now too, so maybe with music. God bless. Hmm. All right. Well that is your rumor reports. And I also feel like lottery tickets are more of an investment. It's not an investment. It feels like it is gambling. You know that, right? Yeah, but it just feels like more of an investment than gambling. Like I'm paying this money. It's like an investment. I invest this ten dollars in five Powerball tickets. If it hits, it hits. The gambling. Well, just that's feels the like same thing with gambling. If it hits, it hits. I know. I just feel like you're giving the money away. Though. I don't know. It just feels. And different. then I also feel like you can make more of an educated decision when it comes to sports, even though anything can happen. You can, you know, think about different odds and bet accordingly. And you can pick different teams and spreads and all of that. Okay. And so I feel like it's different. Like, with numbers, it's just random. So. Yeah. Okay. Where the hell did Envy go? I have no idea. (laughs) How can people just walk off the show like I don't know. He's just laughed. Jesus Christ. Maybe he had to take a pittance. Oh, like a pittance. (laughs) (laughs) Well... I guess uh, like Envy's, little goat pittance. <laughs> I guess Envy's got his People's Choice mix coming up next. Uh, so if you want me to lie to you and tell it's you, it's the Pittance Choice mix. Yeah. If, if you want me to lie to you and tell you if you have a request, call now. Uh, now's the time. One eight hundred five eight five one zero five. Is he okay? <laughs> I have no idea. Do y'all man. care? Is Envy okay? He just left and never came back. I, I, hey, when you gotta go, you gotta and go. And with Envy, you never know what it could be. When you gotta go, you Anything gotta go. Anything could happen. He could be locked on an elevator. He somewhere. was. He, he was complaining about his stomach, though. He was. He no, was. no, seriously, I'm not even joking. He was complaining well, about his stomach. Go check on him. Y'all always in the bathroom together. Yeah, I ain't got no time for that. It's the Breakfast Club. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Unjunk your sleep right now with Mattress Firm's Hot Buys. Happening now, queen mattresses starting at $169.99. Sleepy, Serta, Sealy, Beautyrest, and more. All in stock for fast delivery. Visit a sleep expert at your local Mattress Firm store today. Not forget, so don't go to sleep. Morning, she everybody. It's DJ Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, it's time for the Daily Bread, all right? That's what we give somebody $1,000. If you want more information, go online, breakfastclubonline.com, and uh, tell us what what you would do with that $1,000, and uh, hopefully we'll call you, all right? Now, let's call this uh, young man now. Hello? Hey, is this Gora? Yes. Hey, Gora. How's it going? It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. I'm doing good. How y'all doing? Blessed, black, and highly favored, brother. What you what, what you on this morning, man? Wait, so I'm on the radio right now? Yeah, yes. man. Are you feeling lucky? Yo, this is crazy. I listen to the radio every day. Well, I can't sent, tell. You didn't know you was on. You sent us an email. And what the email say, bro? Yeah, I, I, said, I said I was going to invest in my photography. Oh, you said you needed dope. $1,000 to invest in your photography. So if we give you this $1,000, what you buying? What you going to do? I might get another camera. 
thousand dollars is enough for a camera with inflation? I mean, it'll help. It's part of it. It'll cover like eighty percent of it. Okay, no, that's listen, all we photography got. is expensive. When Very. I was in college, I thought I was going to be a photographer. So, aren't you from Brooklyn? Yep. Okay. BK all day. What part? Um, best side. Okay, that's where I'm at too. All right, well, good. We're well, giving you this thousand dollars, bro. The thousand dollars is yours. Why are you yes, yelling? Thank you very much. Because it's, it's exciting. He's getting a thousand dollars. It's going towards his business. Well, congratulations and go get your camera. What kind of camera are you gonna buy, bro? I'm gonna get me the Nikon D750. Oh, he already know. All right. There well, you go. What type of photography? Out, yeah. What type of photography do you do? Um, I do the studio photography and like um portrait photography. Can people see your work online? Yeah. What is it? What's your it's, Instagram? Um, the Vibes Productions. The underscore Vibes underscore Productions. All right. Well, congratulations, man. And hold on, okay? All right. Thank you. Again, if you possibly won $1,000, all you got to go to is breakfastclubonline.com. Let us know what you would do with the $1,000, and hopefully we'll give you a call. And it's brought to you by U.S. Bank. We'll get there together. All right? Now, when we come back, we got the positive note, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I'm sitting here looking. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Again, reminding y'all, June 19th, my car show, Houston, Texas versus New York City. Uh, Lynn and uh, the whole H-Town family been quiet over there, which is a good thing. Just just keep it quiet. We're coming out there. We're coming out there with some toys. And then Atlanta, July 9th, we're going to have a lot of fun <laughs> in Atlanta as well. What you laughing about? You sound wild. When you just must, I'm coming out there with some toys. What's wrong with you, Jumping man? out the car with a rose. What is wrong with you? And I also, I want to shout out some of my sisters in radio that made it into the most influential women in radio uh, list on Radio Inc. Julie Tobbitt, who's the president of Premier Networks. Also. Okay, Julie. Thea Mitchum. Okay, Thea. Okay, our girl mm-hmm. Heather Cohen. Mm-hmm. Also, Dee Dee in the morning. Shout out to her. Dee Dee. Delilah, Ellen Kay, Shirley Strawberry. Shout out to everybody who made it on that list of esteemed uh you know, inf- most influential women in radio. Okay. All right. Well, congratulations to all of y'all. Absolutely. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Yes, the positive note is simply this, man. Uh, we can win together or I'm going to win by myself. But I ain't losing. Need y'all to write that down today. Let that be your motto. Breakfast club, bitches! We all finished or y'all done? like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts, the medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. 
Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to a Cross Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.